In today's day and age, it's refreshing to find a company with values that match yours. And it's even more extraordinary when the products they make exceed your expectation in every way. That's what Michael's Naturopathic Programs has done for over 30 years. With more than 50 tried and truthful high-potency formulas, Michael's Naturopathic Programs give your body what it needs. No more guessing what herbs or vitamin, amino acid, or mineral you need. With Michael's, it's all in one bottle. From cardiovascular support to weight management to nervous system support to detox and cleansing and more. Michael's naturopathic programs work. They have to. Michael himself has been giving them to his family from the very start. Visit michaelshealth.com and get your tried and truthful formulation today. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S health.com. M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S health.com. Get a special discount when you input the code Pastor Greg. That's Pastor Greg for your special discount. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome this 12th day of December, 2020. Heavens to Betsy, it's almost over 2020. Keep pushing through this 2020. It might be over soon. I'm Frederick Penny, your host of Radio Law Talk with Denise Dirks and Todd Kuhner and our producer, Cal Hunter. Uh, call us at 855-LAW-RADIO. Again, you want to call in 855-LAW-RADIO, 855-529-7234. This by far is the most exciting, interesting, entertaining, but sometimes informative show on earth. And let me tell you why. You know when you're cruising in your car, and I'm not talking back when I was in my 20s or my teens, and all of a sudden your favorite rock sh- rock music comes on or your your favorite, you know, just the, a song from your past that you love, and you turn the thing up and you're by yourself, masked up all by yourself in your car. Uh, well, that's some people. That's not me. And uh, you just rock out to that tune. I'm telling you right now, today... You need to turn the radio up. I'm telling you, we have got the best show today. And I'm not saying that just, if you go back to all of our shows, I rarely say this is one of the best ever. This is going to be one of the most interesting shows you've ever heard. And it's because of the topics that we're talking about. We will always hit the latest topics that everybody talks about. But there's some bizarre things going on out there that we're going to talk about. We're going to have our case or no case, as usual. We're going to talk about Maxwell's latest uh, uh, offer for Christmas, uh, the Texas uh, final push at the Supreme Court challenge. Uh, and and I, I was a little disappointed that the Supreme Court came out with the ruling Friday late because I thought we'd have fun to, you know, we could we yeah, could we could like talk try to about think it. about what yeah, we're yeah, try to figure yeah. out what they're going to do. But Me too. They, they did what they did, and we're going to talk about what that means and a little bit about it. Uh, Neil Young sees this, I think, and drops his lawsuit against Donald Trump. We're going to talk about that. I believe Neil Young would have lost. I think he uh, would have. Uh, the FTC just brought a lawsuit. I'm waiting for this one. And this is reminding me of the old you know, anti-Sherman Act back in the late 1800s you know, with uh, big oil, et cetera, et cetera. 
they are bringing a lawsuit against Facebook for antitrust. Yeah, Basically I think the last monopoly. one, was it telecommunications that it got hit? Yeah. It, it, that was yeah, a huge yeah. one, too. Ma I remember Bell. that. That was Ma Bell. Yeah, yeah but when, yeah. when all, all of a sudden, I remember I was... I was quite a bit younger, but all these new telephone companies and service providers started right. popping up. Right. We've yeah. got we got two other super interesting ones that I want to spend some time on. The most bizarre lawsuit by Bill Gross. I want to talk about that and the ramifications. I think he's going to lose, and we're going to talk about that. Just bizarre situation during this time period when everybody's struggling financially and we're having issues uh, and, about a one million dollar sculpture lawsuit and, yeah all, everything going on and this is the fight you want to take this is this is the yeah. one you want to take okay and and, and 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 the interesting to me interesting thing to me is the okay let's make ourselves look good and let's do this we're going to tell you what they're trying to do to make themselves look good. <laughs> All I'm going to say is there's a lawyer on one side that was really scared that they would actually do it. <laughs> I know. That's exactly right. Well, you're thinking, what are we talking about? You've got to hang on and turn your volume up on that one. And here's another interesting one you're going to turn your vol volume up on. Los Angeles decides not to prosecute certain crimes. They just came out with the list of crimes they will not prosecute. And it's a long list. It's a yeah. shocker. It's a shocker. It is. But it's as I've studied this, you know, Todd and I were talking about this uh, before. Uh, Denise had you were uh, uh, just coming in. I was like, what? What the heck would they do that for? Don't forget, they cut a hundred and fifty billion, 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 yeah. million, million, Mil million, million, hundred and fifty million dollars from the police budget out of LA and I, I wonder if the cops are going you're cutting our budget huh all right this is we, we don't we don't we can't pursue and prosecute this but it's interesting we're going to talk about maybe some of the ramifications because of that and some of the and we got a criminal lawyer here yeah. uh, Todd Cunin that's going to talk about some interesting ramifications of this and he's seen it happen before as a prosecutor yeah. and what happened when other crimes we're not prosecuting. Saw it before out of the same county. Yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. So, yeah. so we're uh, going to talk wow. about all of that stuff and, and just just have a good time here today because it's been at least a couple of weeks since we've been together. Isn't that true? And, and well, Since we've yeah. all been together. I mean, yeah, Denise, to, Denise and I were here last week for yeah. most of the show. Right. And uh, <laughs> I was here for the last hour, so we talked a lot about divorce. Did, did Garrett come in? <laughs> Garrett did come in. I got to interview him, and he had a lot to share. He did a good job. Oh, we we, 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 yeah. we tested something on Radio Law Talk last right. week, and, and essentially what we did was we, we took the principles of a law radio show. We tried to meld it with those of, say, professional wrestling, tag team specifically. Yes. And so what happened was there was, it came a period of time when Garrett showed up. I tagged out. He tagged in. And oh. the match went on. I still think Denise came away victorious. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> so today we're going to have all but those it was fun. interesting discussions. Cal? Well, she hit him in the head with a yeah. chair. Other than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a cage match with a ladder? <laughs> oh, man, I missed, missed out. out. Good heavens. <laughs> yes. I had something important to do, he said. Was it, was it an actor thing? You had to go do some acting? It, it, it was. There's a, uh, there's a class taught by a pretty well-known director out of uh, L.A. It's taught at UCLA. And the class is actually a class for up-and-coming directors on how to direct actors. 
you know, sometimes directing classes can be so technical about, put the camera here, do this, that they forget how to get the performance from the actor. And so I was asked to participate by this director in this class as an actor to be directed by these directors. It was a great experience. Would you say that three times? Can you drop a name, please? <laughs> Just drop a no, name. No, I want him to say it three times. An actor directed by a director. What was that? An, an uh, actor directing, a uh, director taking class on directing actors. I'll mm. just say times. it once, and, and you can cut and paste that in your own audio. See, and Todd, Todd <laughs> earlier today was was uh, was shooting a commercial. And those of you that want to know what it's like behind the scenes, by the way, you can go to our Twitter or our Instagram. Why don't you just read it? What, what was the commercial you were reading? Let's pick it up. And oh. this is what he does All before. Right, stand by, ladies and gentlemen. Todd Kunin's read. Before he, wait, let me roll my tape. Wait, do okay, I, do, do I do the dramatic actor read? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, all right. Yes. In a world. Three, right. <laughs> two... Go. I am Todd Kunin. I am in the practice of criminal defense in Northern California. I have defended <laughs> clients accused from everything from murder to theft and homicide. As a former prosecutor, I am very aware of the way those offices work. And my responsibility is to get the best possible outcome for my clients for a reasonable fee. <laughs> if I can help, call for my reasonable. number Five-five-five. <laughs> if you do a little, that little breath in there, Todd, you can, I am Todd Cunin. <laughs> exactly. oh, oh, do it like Darth Vader. The, and you're or, not. Or the Orson, no, the Orson Welles breath snatch. That's, that's a bit. I am Todd Kunin. I, pro I defended people from murder. No, if I'm going to do the Orson Welles one, I'm going to say, <laughs> I will defend no client before it's time. <laughs> or before he pays. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. And Cal, just so you know, is looking like Santa Claus. He's getting closer and closer. Big He's got performance Santa today. Here. Big performance is tonight. Is the performance yeah. tonight? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. is, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, Cal is Santa Claus, so if you don't know. It's going to be an online And deal. I will take a picture and put it on our Instagram cool. and Twitter so you can see Santa behind the mic. And you know what? The best part about it, if they pull your beard, it ain't coming off. No. No, that's the beauty of it. I have to work real hard to make it go away. All right. <laughs> we'll be back after this, and we're going to do case or no case. Stay tuned, because as Fred told you, we're going to come back shortly for more of Radio Law Talk. And we're available Pacific time, 9 to noon, every Saturday, live on RadioLawTalk.com and on many great radio stations. So we thank you for listening. Hold on. Advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to prolawfirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to prolawfirms.com. That's prolawfirms.com. 
ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to PennyLawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y Lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. I'm going to Quick Quack Car Wash. Get my car wash, make it quick, quack, pretty, shiny, sexy, just because I want to don't drive dirty. Going to get my car suds at the Quick Quack Car Wash. It's the Quick Quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car wash, 100 feet of cloth. Washing your car at the Quick Quack Car Wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, Quick Quack will spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the Quick Quack. Car wash, get on the web and go to DontDriveDirty.com and see where you got your closest Quick Quack in the local area. Get in your car. Get in your truck. Get on the road and come visit the duck at the Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. Peekaboo, peekaboo, smile. Smile, buddy. Come on, smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. <sighs> yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. You know how boys are. Or maybe he's teething. Oh, poor baby. I think his gums hurt. Maybe he's just tired. Or maybe his tummy hurts. He didn't eat that much. Maybe he's not ticklish. You think maybe he's scared of the dog? Maybe he'll outgrow it. Maybe it's a phase. Maybe he just doesn't like smiling. Maybe he has autism. And we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at AutismSpeaks.org signs or see a doctor today for an autism screening. The sooner it's diagnosed, the better. And it can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. I like the Amargosa Valley. You're listening to Radiolawtalk.com. And now, back to your host, Frederick Penny. We're back at Radio Law Talk. Remember, we're talking about general topics of law. Seek local counsel. 
Uh, we're not giving you legal advice. If you think we are, you're crazy. Do not use this <laughs> unless you are at the dinner table coming up during Christmas time or Hanukkah and one of your in-laws tries to bring something up and they say, they say, and they say, they say, and then you can counter their they say with a what, Todd? Well, on Radio Law Talk, we learned this. That's exactly the so. only time. 855-LAW-RADIO, 855-529-7234, or tweet us at uh, Radio Law Talk or Instagram. Cal, roll the most important thing. Now it's Here we time go. to play Case or No Case. Yay! All right, I take you to the great city of Cleveland, Ohio. The mistake by the lake was what they used to call the what? old Cleveland Municipal Stadium. And some people have called the city the mistake by the lake, and yet others love the town. A couple bought a home there and decided to remodel it. They went down into the basement and took out the old ceiling coverings and looked up in there and fitted carefully between the snow floorboards was a little tiny green suitcase. They reached up in there, ripped out the rest of the stuff very excitedly, pulled it out, and it was full of cash, all wrapped up in wax paper. They called the local news station and a reporter came out. They told their story. And the previous owners of the house called an attorney immediately, not knowing how much money was at stake or even who put it there. They said, I don't know who stashed the cash, but since we lived in the house for 20 years before they bought it, we obviously have the most logical claim to it. And so I ask you, case or no case, Fred Penny, your call, go. Boy, why did they call the? Why did they call the? <laughs> that's what I'm asking. Just shut up. Why do you shut your mouth? <laughs> Everybody like, does that. I don't know why. Like, but it's yeah. like you get a tip. Oh, I got a tip for buying the house. All right. <laughs> and then, oh my gosh, I just, I, why do you do that? You know, here's the deal. The deal is, um, I believe the people. The, the logical thing to me is that the people who bought the house, it's their cash. And the reason it's their cash is you look at all the stuff when you buy properties. It's as is. Uh, you know, as is, where is, yeah, yeah where is, yeah. you get it, whatever, whatever's there. Um, and, and the fact is that came with the house. I'm going to call it similar to a fixture, uh, that it's like you're a chandelier hanging up that comes with the fixture of the, of the suitcase with the money. Now, given all that, I think it's no case. It's just a scenario. All right. Fair enough. Mr. Kunin, what say you? Case or no case, my friend? Yeah. I mean, essentially, this suitcase added to the value of the property and the home and everything that was there. And if a seller had a cause of action because a buyer was able to increase the value of a property or find that it was worth more than what the seller sold it for, then everybody who ever bought a home to flip it or invested in property for real estate would have a claim to the previous seller. And because of that, I'm going to say I think that somebody did find the cash. I think that they did call the press. And I think that it made an interesting story. And Cal looked at that and said, I wonder if I could fool them with this one. No case. <laughs> Which I wonder every time. Anyway, <laughs> yes. Denise, yeah. what say you? Case or no case? Well, believe it or not, this is a very famous case. And um, uh -oh. Are you referring to the case or the suitcase? I'm referring to both. <laughs> well, it's a green both. suitcase yes. and a famous case. So yeah. the previous owners could sue for unjust enrichment, right? Why? And yes, unjust enrichment. When they sold it, they didn't know the cash was in the wall, so the new owners got unjustly enriched. Okay. It's a theory. But wouldn't but wouldn't okay, they have Okay, may been I finish, a, please? Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> All right. And then there's another axiom of law. Ooh, and I shot you down, Todd. Right, yeah, there's another the axiom of law, and it is called possession is nine-tenths of the law. 
Oh, we all know that, cap. right? So, of course, the current owners would win under that theory. So we've got these two competing theories. And because there are two competing theories, there has to be a case here. So just because I can, I'm going to say that it's a case and that the previous owners lose. Okay, well, there we go. That's Sen logical. That's yeah. straight up it's, logical. It's that's way too smart. That's why we're using logic here. That's why I thought for sure it's Cal Hunter. Logic doesn't work. I'm sure that's against the rules to be logical. Jeez, sure. Louise, what do you think you're doing, Denise? All right, so okay. let's uh, go ahead and get down to this. First off, I'm going to tell you that the amount of money found in the suitcase I'll give you a bonus. You can tell me how much money they found in there. What bonus? Within point? what? Yeah, within a within a hundred thousand. Yeah, within within uh, within ten thousand dollars. Oh, I ain't gonna. Yeah. okay. Fred Penny says a hundred thousand. Okay, Todd. Uh, half a million, five hundred thousand. Okay, Denise. And I'll say ninety thousand. All of your very good guesses. The actual amount found was twenty-three thousand dollars. Pretty low. Pretty low. Okay, now. Those of you who say this is a case, <laughs> that would be Denise. Oh, I'm so sorry, Denise. Oh, yeah, yeah Todd. Found yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, they found the money, and they called the cops, and the cops said, just keep it, and these people try to put a claim on it, but don't worry about it. It's yours. It was in your house, so congratulations. See, Denise, you were thinking logically. That was your problem. This right. is a frightening moment. We're dealing with Cal Hunter, the <laughs> trickery. He does trickery. That's his whole Next life. Next hour, Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Uh, Remember him? Oh, yes. Sheriff Joe. We'll talk about him. I will on tell you, uh, just a side note, I represented clients uh, way back when that Sheriff Opio was uh, in a battle lock with businesses. Remember the time he was going after businesses if they had any illegal immigrants that were working at their businesses and yes. he went after the businesses and they found out that his own... <laughs> His own sheriff's department had one of the illegal or supposedly someone that was illegal working for him. It just tells me. It just cracks me That's up. That's when Sheriff Joe said, oops, yeah, never whoopsie, mind. Whoopsie. <laughs> whoopsie. He's the guy that's out of, like, Taft or something, right? Yeah, but he's the guy. Remember he? Mar Marapos. Yeah, Mar yeah, Mar yeah. yeah. But remember he had them. They dressed in pink, right? Didn't the... Uh, they, 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 all of the inmates' clothes were pink because that reduced the number of theft from the jail. Yeah, and something not, like Not that. many people escaped with pink clothes. Yeah, and no, nobody was going to want to take the pink underwear from the jail. <laughs> you know what? the white skivvies, but, you know. When we come back, we're going to talk about Maxwell. We're going to talk about the final Texas push for the Supreme Court challenge of the election. The FTC suing Facebook. Billionaire Bill Gross. His lawsuit is bizarre. And Los Angeles decides not to pr prosecute certain cases. We're going to talk about those when we come back. Now, real question, got a caller in the meantime. The question was, are they not prosecuting cases just to make people feel more secure because they're all staying at home now and be more criminals on the street anyway? And they're thinking, well, maybe this will lend to the security. I wonder if it, Cal, if it's the $150 million you're cutting us, okay, then we're just not going to I'm sure the cops said, well, just put a form online. They can fill that out. That's exactly <laughs> right. We'll be right back with more Radio Law Talk after this. Stay tuned. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com.
Medicare rules are confusing. They should be. There are over 130,000 pages of regulations. There's Part A through D, Medicare Advantage, and Medigap. According to the CMS, there are government programs available that can help you pay for your medical expenses. Choosing the right Medicare plan is a really big deal. The wrong choice can cost you a lot of money, and the right choice can put more money in your pocket. Call one of our licensed representatives today. At 65 Plus Medicare, our free service can show you a plan that will maximize your Medicare benefits, ensure you are taking advantage of all available government assistance programs, and save you money. Plus, call right now and get a free report on how to avoid costly Medicare mistakes. Call now. 800-220-7612-800-220-7612-800-220-7612. That's 800-220-7612. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0940. 800-670-0940. That's 800-670-0940. Know someone with a drink. Boys are weird. Is this real life? You're listening to Radio Law Talk. And now back to the show. So, uh, Gislaine, Gislaine, I don't know how to Maxwell. How do you say it? Gislaine? I think you don't say the G. I think it's a soft G, isn't yeah. it? Isn't it just lean? Just lean. Just lean. Eileen. I think we say Miss Maxwell. Miss Maxwell. Miss Maxwell. Miss Maxwell, who was a friend of accused, uh, you know, supposed, uh, what do you want to call him, a uh, sex trafficker, uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, they're claiming that she was kind of the madam of him and basically, you know, recruited young underage women for him and other people uh, there's a number of things that they're they're prosecuting her for uh, for including sex crimes well she's in jail right now on bond, on uh, uh, and wasn't able to post bond or bail because they're worried about her being a flight risk no no yeah no but here's what's interesting Cal that Denise and I and Todd talked about during the breaks uh, a couple of times and and the issue is the the prosecutor, the police, whoever, the government, what, what's the balancing effect of keeping a person in jail com- prior to their trial when they're innocent until proven guilty? And that's where I wonder, given all the coronavirus and the people they're letting out of jail right now, which is crazy, the type of people they're letting out with, with their rap sheets, uh, because of coronavirus, and yet she's trying to get out of jail 
uh, on foot now fifty mil thirty million dollar on in bail. Uh, will wear a ankle bracelet. Um, I think she needs to pay for uh, the uh, a couple of police officers sitting outside of her house, and she pays for it. Um, but uh, w- right now, the court is reviewing this to determine whether or not this is appropriate or not. Why? Why is that, Todd? You're a criminal lawyer. Why is it that someone who is not guilty at this point is sitting in jail, not for a few weeks or a month, until, but she's going to sit there for a long time? Yeah, you know, look, two chief considerations that courts have when it comes to bail. One is public safety. There are some people that, you know, the conviction's a technicality, and I know there isn't to proven guilty, but still we have the public safety component. And in many jurisdictions, they say the public safety is the paramount consideration. And then the other consideration is setting bail to ensure the defendant's appearance at subsequent court proceedings. So you don't want to just let them out, and then we never see them again. Those are the two considerations. But I I think to start the discussion, we start with the overriding principle that comes from the United States Constitution under the Eighth Amendment that says excessive bail shall not be required. Not may not be required. Not It'd be a good idea if you didn't require it. They use S-H-A-L-L, shall not be required. And here she is wanting to put up $30 million dollars and before she had offered to put up a bunch of money and they wouldn't let her out. Five million or and, and and the question here is, is that excessive? I mean, does she pose a risk to the public if she's let out? Uh, you know, she might have posed a risk to the public 10 years she's ago. She's so high profile. If, if she was guilty of doing what they say she is guilty of, working with Epstein and grooming people and all that. But you think that that could happen at all now with the with her status and the high-profile nature of the case? No way. No and with way. Epstein dead. No yeah. way. No, no way. That could not happen. And so then the next thing is to ensure her appearance at trial. And that is what the courts, what the prosecution claiming is driving the bail up so much. She has, but, she has two citizenships, yes. chips, sorry, France and, and Britain. No. So she's not. She can easily leave the but jurisdictions they're bring her with back. their thing. Let me tell you, Britain and France, it's not like she's over in some third world country that doesn't work with us. Britain and France will send her back. Well, the proposed terms of this, if she's released, are that she waives extradition so that if she is arrested, if she does flee and goes to Britain or France, she will not contest. She will have already waived extradition, so they don't need to go through the proceedings. They can just bring her back. Didn't we have somebody else that fled to France? We did, and this is the example that a lot of people use. Those who have heard the name Roman Polanski, uh, Academy Award-winning director back in the 70s. He was accused of, uh, coincidentally, sexual assault on a minor, a 13-year-old girl. He had a deal with the prosecution and was pending sentencing, but he feared that the judge would not authorize the deal and that the judge was going to put him in jail for a long time. If the judge had done that, he would... Because uh, the judge had made some comments. Like, yeah, you know, the, th- the thing is, though, is if the judge had not agreed to the deal, then he'd be able to withdraw his guilty So it's the it pre-Cosby syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened was he was so afraid of what would happen. This is back in the 70s that he took off, went to France. He's never been back in the United States since. He and still does fr- movies. He still does yeah, all that France stuff. Yeah, and France did not extradite him. And, and they do not extradite him. They do not bring him back. And so people right. use that as the example of somebody with money and but with power big, that they can leave. There's a big distinction. There is. Um, because Jocelyn uh, has not been even found guilty. She was not awaiting sentencing. She hasn't pled to anything. And here she is spending more than a, almost a, more than a year, not quite a year, but behind bars and in a very bad situation. And um, 
Well, I think they're Why using the jet setter argument, aren't they? Look, she's a jet setter. She has access to travel. She can go pretty much anywhere she wants. Maybe even go what Switzerland or one of those countries she where they wouldn't so, extradite. Cal, she sure. is so high I know she's profile. High profile. I get There's that. No yeah, way. Yeah. And you know, you can do things like I said. They put security on her. You know, and she pays for it. But it's a it, it's the local. It's a police police department. You know, someone from the police. I think they're really kind of making it harder on her because she is wealthy. I really do. Yeah. You know, they're right. just, I, I don't know. Well, the, the, and the, the case, the case that she's accused of is pretty heinous, if you but, think about but the, it. But the thing here is, this is yeah. where this is where wealth may come into it, right? So if the purpose, if the if the purpose for bail one is to ensure somebody's appearance at court, right? And, and you take somebody that makes fifteen thousand bucks a year, they yeah. they make minimum wage, and you set, you know, two thousand dollars bail, and they get out. Well, look, you're talking about a substantial hit on them, they have to come back if they want to get their bail money back because two thousand bucks is a lot to the person only making fifty yeah. fifteen thousand a year. Even fifty thousand a year it's still a lot. To a person that has the resources to come up with thirty million dollars bail, if it was five million, if maybe maybe they're looking at her finances like, look, this is a drop in the bucket. I mean, there are some people that look at that and say, oh, cost of doing business, I'm out of here. I'll just never come back to the United States. But so and, it's got to be something that'll work. They're offering, and it's the people now behind her that are offering to put up the bell. Yes. I think that's also very interesting because she allegedly is married to a CEO of the Cargo Metrics uh, company. His name is Scott Bordrison, and he's a lot older, than, uh, younger than her. He's like 14 years younger than she is. But he has over $100 million in assets as of 2016. Denise, you hit it right yeah. on the nose yeah, yeah, because yeah. before in the bail hearing, she would not identify to whom she was married. Correct. To obfuscate the fact that he was wealthy enough, right? I mean, I'm thinking that to me, why would she do that? Well, I don't think he wanted no, that but, to come But to out. hide the wealth, yeah. yeah. I, I think it was hiding the wealth, but I think more importantly was to protect him so that he would not be under the scrutiny that she had been under. Um, because now they're married, they're gonna, you know, he's gonna have all these people following him, and he's gonna have all these people asking questions. And there were rumors that they were dating back in 2019, and he denied those rumors. He would not admit it. So I, I don't know why exactly she didn't disclose she was married to him, whether she was trying to protect him or because he wanted the protection, and not become, you know, involved in this. But it's in any event, twist, he's putting up it? a lot yeah, of money, yeah, and yeah, so right, are two yeah. of her brothers. Yeah. So now. That becomes more of a web in a, in a way to keep her here, because why would she flee and put her husband and her two brothers at risk of losing a great amount of money? And, and, and I think that that's the issue for the court there. So when assessing bail, the court needs to know, uh, look, how much of a control factor is this bail amount going to be over you coming back? Exactly. And if, and if we set it at $5 million and you're married to somebody that's worth a billion and you got brothers worth a lot, $5 million bucks is nothing. We'll never see you again. And so I think that's why the court wants to know who's putting this up. But I worry about she's innocent. She's innocent. She is innocent. Until proven guilty. And oh yeah, no, she's not. No, no, look, look, let's back up. This is not the you know social media world. I know it is, but they're innocent until proven guilty. So she need and they're letting out in L.A. We're going to talk about all types of criminals that are doing serious bad yeah. serious things, yeah. Yeah. and yet. This lady that is so high profile that is going to put an ankle bracelet on this, that will have people there monitoring her. She just wants to get out of jail until she's proven guilty. Until she has a chance to be heard. Yeah, a chance to be heard. I look at it this way, and I know being in jail is not fun, but the debate still rages whether Epstein 
su suicide or was he murdered? Right. What happened? And there's a lot of information, a lot of people very scared about his case and hers. Yeah. And quite frankly, being in jail, where she's at now, with under the scrutiny, Maybe that may safest. be the safest place for her. Although it wasn't that safe for Epstein. It, it wasn't, but I think that the <laughs> scrutiny is well, That was Rikers, now. wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah, she's not a Rikers, that. thank goodness. Yeah, but still, that's uh, interesting. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end that. We're gonna jump into the why did Texas file a lawsuit against the other states for the presidential election? We're gonna get into details and talk about what the Supreme Court just held and why. We'll be back. A little behind the scenes of one of the major news stories of the week here, coming up on Radio Law Talk on your favorite radio station, and of course, always streaming at RadioLawTalk.com. Now this. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to RadioLawTalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to PennyLawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y Lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. At TicketChocolate.com, we believe that simplicity is best. We also know that chocolate is one of life's finest things that can help you savor your greatest moments. Late night visits with old friends, overdue romantic moments, and quiet mornings all to yourself. See their wide variety, like hot chocolate sticks or creamy marshmallows, and a lot more at TicketChocolate.com. They remind busy people like you to take time for the pleasure small things can give. TicketChocolate.com, where simplicity is best. I knew I had a problem, but I didn't know what to do about it. I tried counting calories, I took pills, eating and eating, and then more eating. I really wanted to stop, but nothing could make me stop. At one point, it was so bad that I just felt like giving up. I felt so alone, like nobody else could possibly understand. We understand. We're Overeaters Anonymous, and we have helped thousands of people just like you. People who want to stop their compulsive eating and start living a healthy, rewarding life. Overeaters Anonymous, help me get my life back. Now I eat in a way that's healthy and good for me. I never realized what I was missing out on. With OA, I am living again. 
and loving it. Start living the life you deserve with help from Overeaters Anonymous. Find us on the web at OA.org. Even in the hustle and noise of this modern world, we feel the pull of the forest to walk under the canopy and feel transformed. National forests are essential to life, majestic and grand. They clean our air, supply drinking water to millions, and provide homes to countless wildlife. They fuel our imaginations, inspiring us to think big, and now's the time to do just that. Fires and natural disasters devastate our forests each year. That's why we're replanting millions of new trees across the country. The Arbor Day Foundation needs your help. We've heard the call of the wild and we've answered. Scientists, foresters, volunteers, and members, together we can preserve and protect our heritage and legacy. We must act now so that the generations of today and tomorrow can continue to depend on our forests. Visit arborday.org. See how you can help. That is Armadillo. Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show. Those are my favorite sayings. You know that, Cal. I love those. Those are those. The, the, kitty, have, the kitty bumps. Yeah, the kitty bumps are just the best things in the world. So, well, do we I have like a kitty bump about about? God a, has a kitty. Yeah, anything <laughs> that would would discuss that. We're doing a uh, yeah, we're talking about the lawsuit with Texas suing the uh, other Georgia Wisconsin. Are you serious? Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> suing Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, saying that the results uh, uh, and there was some fraud going on with uh, the results of the presidential that election. That is on the door. It is. Now let me tell you, why is it? This is what we wanted to talk about. Why is it this was so important? You notice on Radio Law Talk, there's so many lawsuits about this. We never talk about it because there's so many different states and this person suing in Trump and that. Why don't we talk about it? Because there's, there's, there's just tons of them. And it starts with the lower court and they go find the judge they want. I didn't say that. But I, mean, I don't know. Maybe they do. They find a more liberal one or a more conservative one. And then it has to go up to the appellate. It just it, it takes time. So what happens is under the law, when a state sues another state, automatically goes to the Supreme Court. It is a way to circumvent everything and go direct to the Supreme Court. That's why when this came out, I said, we've got to talk about it. This is a very interesting way to circumvent everything and go direct to the Supreme Court and say, United States Supreme Court, what do you want us to do? You know. And I think that was, actually, I was kind of happy that it's just, let's cut to the chase, right? Yeah. Um, but there's some interesting ramifications. We wanted to talk about this. Doggone it, they came down with the ruling Friday, after, late afternoon, and so we know what the ruling's going to be. We can't speculate, but that's interesting, don't you think, Denise? Oh No, I think it's great. I, I really loved it, too, and I wanted to find out exactly why they could sue and go right to the Supreme Court. And in our system, um, because we're in stare decisis, we deal with case law, um, the courts of original jurisdiction are, generally speaking, the trial courts. But Article 3, Section 2 of the U.S. Constitution allows for there to be original jurisdiction when it's a suit, a lawsuit between states, in the Supreme Court. So the Supreme Court acts as the trial court. And it was a very, very, well, I think it was an ingenious idea, quite honestly. But um, to be honest with you, I expected the result that happened. Uh, That was not a surprise to me. 
because um, Texas was trying to challenge the election results in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. And, of course, those four states were the states that determined um, that Biden was going to be the president-elect. So-called battleground states. They were the battleground states. In fact, uh, um, Georgia flipped. They had been for a long time a very Republican state for, I mean, we're talking decades and they actually flipped and became a blue state this year, which was very unusual. But the allegations were that these states, their legislature and or not their legislature, excuse me, their judiciary or their executive had somehow become involved in the election process. And that took away the right of the legislator. Change the rules. Basically change the rules. And so there were outcomes. In some states, that was absolutely ridiculous. Like, that did not happen in Georgia. Mm-hmm. But um, factually, that was just inaccurate. But it was a good idea in terms of how to challenge um, the election results and get to the Supreme Court quickly. And that's what happened. So they were doing the let's throw the arguments up against the wall in various states and see what sticks. And then they said nothing's sticking. Let's get our big gun out and let's get this out to the Supreme Court. No, there are a few that were sticking, but not not very many. But I mean, not to the extent where it was going to change. I mean, even the Pennsylvania suit that initially stuck when it got up to the Supreme Court, it was it was rejected because it didn't change the outcome. And that was right. the biggest thing. You've got to have something that means something. Right. Otherwise, why challenge it if, if it doesn't change If there's the outcome? a little bit of fraud, yeah. but it doesn't change anything or whatever, why are we doing this? Yes, exactly. Question, right? It has yeah. to have some, some span, substantial impact, right? So essentially, what they were seeking in the lawsuit, Texas filed it and then some other states joined in. But what they were seeking is, let's, let's go back and remember, we talked about this a little on the show. The election in early November does not determine who the president is. The election in November, we're voting for who the electors are that will go to the electoral college and cast their votes for the president. That comes right, right out of Article One, Section One, where it talks about the electors from each state will meet and they will vote. Right. Now, there's something interesting about that, and this is why I think the lawsuit that was filed by Texas wasn't going to pan out, because essentially Texas was saying that the way Georgia did it was wrong. Yeah. The way the Michigan and Pennsylvania, the way they did it was wrong. This is right out of the Constitution. Quote, Section 1, Article 2, Section 1. This is for the selection of the president. Each state shall appoint, this is the important part, comma, in such manner as the legislature thereof may direct, comma, a number of electors equal to, and then it goes on to say that these folks vote. So guess what? Texas may not like the way that Georgia did it for their election and how they chose their electors, but if the legislature of Georgia has no problem with it, and if the courts in Georgia say this was fine, you can't go in and have the Supreme Court tell Georgia you can't do it that way because the Constitution vests the authority in each state to pick electors however they want. And then the most important thing is that where is the damage to Texas? There is no damage to Texas. If if this had been brought by Georgia, you know, itself and made it up to the courts, well, then there'd be damage to the Georgian, uh, you know, electorate. Unless unless the wrong result came out as the unless it was it was not reflective of the vote of the people. Then Texas can say, well, then the whole union has a different president. Therefore, we're damaged. Can't they do that? No. They well, they don't have standing. They that's don't have standing, yeah, which, which oh, is ultimately okay. goes through the fact that there is let, no damage, let me that quote, they have no uh, damage okay. to them. Okay, go ahead. Let me quote what the Supreme Court said. Yeah. I'm going to quote it. 
it says that Texas and the other states has not shown or has not judicially recognizable interest in the manner in which other states conducts its elections. That's right. a quote. That's yeah. it. And so to, to Cal's question here about what if there was a claim that the vote did not represent the will of the people in Georgia, well, then guess what? That claim would have to be filed in Georgia and decided by Georgia's yes. Supreme Court to see if Georgia did it the right way, not having the U.S. Supreme Court come in and essentially have the high court tell Georgia how they're supposed to pick electors. That that request would be absolutely contrary to the provisions of the Constitution. Yeah, I heard a lot of liberal friends were like, oh, I'm worried about now. Oh, Trump's going to get this and that. Look at this. Look who he put in. It was 8-0. <laughs> It was like well, it was like unanimous. It yeah, was like no. obvious that. that so yeah. my point is, the justices in general are going to look at the law. They're going to look at the Constitution, yeah, Constitution for sure. That's right. And and the other thing is that's really interesting. There was another little offset of this, which has to do with safe harbor. Right. It has to do with when the electors actually get selected by the states and when they put their vote in and Safe Harbor Day came and went. And after Safe Harbor, 49 states had timely got in their electors and had chosen them. And but one state did not. Do you know which state it was that did not? Which one? Hawaii. Oh, really? And, yes. And so now there's a question of whether or not Hawaii can be their electors are going to be, you know, Valid or invalid. But the surf but I, was really good. They didn't have time. <laughs> you, Dude. Here's, Hang here's, loose. Here, here's one thing that I do want to point out, and this is this is not something that gets talked about a lot, but look, um, there was a lot of questions. Every time a Supreme Court justice is nominated, there's a lot of questions and accusations that that person is just going to be a lackey for the person that appointed them. How did that work for and, those opponents? And, and, and you know, and, and you look at that, and there's a lot. There's been a lot of people questioning the integrity, even our current vice president-elect and president-elect, questioning the integrity of the Supreme Court because of people that were nominated and put on. And quite frankly, I think a decision like this. It's not like puts it all to rest, but I think it tips in the favor of returning the integrity to the Supreme Court because we've got three people on that court that were nominated by the guy who lost the presidential election. And those people looked at this and said, yeah, we can't hear this. this well, is I, not think, I think that it we shows should... that just because you select um, a, a justice doesn't mean that justice is going to favor you. It means we should be relieved that judicial independence was made obvious and and proved by this by this what happened in the court right. whether we like the decision or not yeah. uh, it just proves that the judges have their own minds they're going to make up their own minds and it doesn't matter who put them there i, I love that part and of that's it. justice yeah. roberts his whole yeah, point right. throughout yeah. this whole last yeah. year has been we have to keep our judiciary um impartial, impartial and yeah. and not subject to politics i agree well, we're gonna, that one out. We killed that hour. When we come back, hour two, we're going to have another case or no case. We're going to talk about the FTC suing Facebook. Neil Young drops his lawsuit against Trump. We're going to talk about that. Hold on. Two more hours of Radio Law Talk are coming up, either on your radio station or always on RadioLawTalk.com. So stay tuned. There's much more ahead. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
You can donate it, whether it's running or not, to the United Breast Cancer Foundation and save a life. They'll even come and pick it up for free. The United Breast Cancer Foundation has saved hundreds of women's lives through their free or low-cost breast screen exams. But now they need your help. The United Breast Cancer Foundation wants to save more lives through early detection by offering women free or low-cost breast screening exams. And donating your old car, SUV, or truck, whether it's running or not, helps pay for them. Plus, you get a charitable tax deduction. Help the United Breast Cancer Foundation save lives by donating your old car, SUV, or truck. Call now for free pickup. 800-280-2144. 800-280-2144. 800-280-2144. Call right now. That number again is 800-280-2144. 800-280-2144. 